Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we make a short visit to the Old Testament book of Obadiah. It's easy to encapsulate the message of Obadiah. Edom was the nation descended from Esau, the twin brother of Jacob, later given the name Israel. Edom was going to be judged for how they treated the nation of Israel. This, the shortest book in the Old Testament, reveals God's plan for Edom. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Obadiah, or Esau, the sequel. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 29. Summon many against Babylon, all those who bend the bow, and camp against her on every side. Let there be no escape. Repay her according to her work, according to all that she has done, so do to her. For she has become arrogant against Yahweh, against the Holy One of Israel. So if you're tempted to relegate all of this stuff to far-off lands in the dusty pages of history, well, don't. Jesus says exactly the same on a personal level that God says about the nations. You know it in Matthew chapter 7, Sermon on the Mount. Do not judge so that you will not be judged, for in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. See, God is perfectly fair, and He is absolutely righteous, and all of His judgments are perfect. So your self-righteousness in condemning someone whose sin you see as a greater problem than your own sin, well, that's a problem. For you to ignore that log of the judgmental attitude in your own eye while you inspect the relative little speck of somebody else's sin shows you're not right with God. For you not to forgive someone else when God has forgiven you all your sins through Christ, well, that casts doubt on whether you really are forgiven if you don't show signs of understanding forgiveness. For you to condemn someone else for his or her sin while you bask in the, in the grace of God toward your own sin is hypocrisy. Like we said back in Ephesians chapter 4 talking about forgiveness, everybody loves forgiveness until they have to forgive something. You understand how profound God's forgiveness is? If you're ever on the brink of thinking that you're getting away with something or if you're ever about to get upset with God and tell Him He's not fair, you probably want to go back to Obadiah, verse 15. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your dealings will return on your own head. There's another gem to pluck from Obadiah. As always, the promise is intact. You see it over and over again through the prophets. The promises of God, primarily referring to the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis 12, and the Davidic covenant in 2 Samuel 7, they will be fulfilled. 
even after Israel rejected Christ. All the promises that she has now forfeited or have been set aside for her will be fulfilled. Romans 9, 10, and 11 confirms all of that. The day is coming when not only will God judge the enemies of His people and of His Word and of Himself, but His people are going to be judged with perfect fairness. But in grace, he, he, His people will eventually embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and King. He will reign in Jerusalem for a thousand years. And during that time, all believers of all the other nations are going to stream to Jerusalem as the focal point for the kingdom of God on earth where Jesus sits on His throne. Look at the last four verses of Obadiah, starting at verse 18. Then the house of Israel, I'm sorry, the house of Jacob will be a fire and the house of Joseph a flame not set on fire. They're going to be the light of the world. But the house of Esau will be as stubble. They will set them on fire and consume them so that there will be no survivor in the house of Esau. For Yahweh has spoken. Then those of the Negev, Negev is, means the south, the southern regions down by the Dead Sea, down where Edom is. Um, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, those of the Negev will possess the mountain of Esau. Those of the Shephelah, that's uh, the, the, the Philistine plain, we now call it the Gaza Strip, uh, they will possess the territory of Ephraim and the territory of Samaria. And Benjamin will possess Gilead. And the exiles of this military force of the sons of Israel who are among the Canaanites as far as Zarephath and the exiles of Jerusalem who are in Shepharad will possess the cities of the Negev. And the saviors will ascend Mount Sion to judge the mountain of Esau. And here's the punchline. And the kingdom will belong to Yahweh. A lot of names, a lot of places, a lot of stuff there. What it means is that land that God promised to Abraham is going to be the land of Israel in the kingdom with Christ reigning in Jerusalem. The fire of judgment is coming. All the descendants of Esau who haven't, haven't turned to the Lord are going to be judged along with all those of all the other nations who do not come to the Lord and all the territory of Edom, which was promised to Israel, will belong to her. The punchline can't be more vivid, and the kingdom will belong to Yahweh. So I have one more thing to pluck from Edom, or from uh, Obadiah. If the kingdom will belong to Yahweh, the next question is, will you be there? Colossians has this marvelous description, verses 13 and 14 of chapter 1, for he, referring to Christ, rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The domain of darkness refers to the, the whole realm of Satan in which people think and act like the world system of which he is the leader. Satan is the leader. Darkness is where people try to hide from God, foolishly acting as if he can't really see into your heart and your soul. So to be rescued is to be saved by the grace of God through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. This little one-page book of the Old Testament paints quite the picture of God's plan, God's enemies, God's judgment, and whose side do you want to be on? Acts chapter 4, verse 12. 
and there is salvation in no one else other than Christ. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. You look at Edom versus Israel and God's judgments that's coming. Understand there is one way and there is only one way to be part of the kingdom of God. You can either choose to just stand pat and receive what you deserve or you can stand in His grace and you can receive all the blessings that He will shower upon you. After the first service, somebody asked me if I, had, if I knew where to find her, if we had this gospel tract that they remembered. It's a little, little, just a little, little, little thing, and it says on the front, um, what you need to do to go to hell. And you open it up, and it's blank. Listen, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And He's perfectly righteous, perfectly holy. He therefore has to judge. And He will judge you with total fairness. If you meet His standard of 100% absolute perfection at all times, perfectly keeping every aspect of His law, never wavering, and wavering never, have, never having a rebellious thought even, you'll be just fine. And you didn't survive past your first breath by that standard. So you're going to need His grace. It's as if you have a choice. Two doors, two destinies, two options. Obadiah 15, as you have done, it will be done to you. Your dealings will return on your own head. You will be judged fairly according to your works which means you will be condemned for eternity. Or door number two, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You either stand on your own, let Him judge you by your works, or you can stand in Christ and He's going to look on you and see that you have been, uh, you have received all the benefit of the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. Oh, and part of door number two, don't forget the end of Obadiah, and the kingdom will belong to Yahweh. Will you be there? That's the question. That's the most important thing to draw from Obadiah. But also remember, God is in charge. He has a plan. It's going to be fulfilled perfectly. You're going to be in on it? I sure hope so. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you for, well, all of your word, but today as we've looked at this one page, thank you for Obadiah, though we know so little about him. Thank you that he was your spokesman and you used his pen to communicate your message flawlessly. Oh, Father, we don't want to be like the Edomites we also don't want to be self-righteous as we point the finger at them. We understand that we need that refuge which is ours only in Christ. So there we stand. And if anyone here uh, today is not standing in Christ by faith, may this be the day that their life has changed, their eternal destiny is flipped. And Father, would you have your way in each of our lives to proclaim your word and to... Um, be your instruments for spreading the good news of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.